Well, hello, everybody. I'm Bob Frank, and welcome to Blues You Should Know. This program is part two in our short two-part series called Eight-String Blues, Blues on the Mandolin. And we're going to show how mandolin is really a great blues instrument and probably should be used a lot more. Now, in the first program, we showcased a lot of the musicians that recorded prior to World War II, uh, folks like Charlie McCoy and Coley Jones. In this program, we're going to listen to a lot of the post-war recordings and some of the contemporary performers playing blues on the mandolin today. But we're going to begin by jumping back and catching one more performance by Yank Rochelle. Now, in 1964, a producer and writer for the Swedish radio corporation named Ole Hellander came to the United States wanting to document the Chicago blues scene. He couldn't find anybody, didn't have any real means of, of locating folks. So he eventually ran into Big Joe Williams, who knew everybody. Joe Williams turned him on to Mike Bloomfield, who was very good at lining up artists and talking to them and getting them to do these recordings. So Mike Bloomfield is on a lot of these recordings. Well, Ole Hollander recorded the likes of Walter Horton, Sonny Lance Slim, Johnny Young, Eddie Boyd, Willie Mabin, James Brewer, Yank Rochelle, Washboard Sam, and a very young Paul Butterfield leading his first band with Smokey Smothers on guitar. The recordings with Yank Rochelle feature John Lee Granderson on the guitar, and on the piano is Mike Bloomfield. Now, I knew Bloomfield played piano. I didn't realize he was this good. So let's catch this track from In the Blues Quarter. That's the name, uh, the English translation of I Bluesquarter, which is what they called these Swedish recordings. Here is Yank Rochelle, along with John Lee Granderson on guitar and Mike Bloomfield on the piano, playing a song called Every Night and Day I Hear My Baby Call My Name. Play, man, play, man. 
can't sleep at night, mama. I hear the freight train that's run. Lord, I can't sleep at night, and I hear the freight train that run. Cause you know my baby, she done quit me, people. And that woman sure did do Yang Rachel wrong. You know, but I ain't gonna worry. Yes, I'm just gonna change my plan. Well, I ain't gonna worry. But I'm just gonna change my plan. You know, when the next woman I get fever. God knows she's gonna understand. Well, all right, all right. Must be made of ice. Sometimes I believe, baby, I believe your heart must be made of ice. I believe if your mama were dying, then you would be laughing and still crying. Go on out now. If you were around the folk festival or the blues festival scene in the late 1970s, it was inevitable that you would run into Martin, Bogan, and Armstrong. What a great group they were. The group consisted of Carl Martin, born in Big Stone Gap, Virginia in 1906, Ted Bogan, born in South Carolina in 1909, and Howard Armstrong, born in Dayton, Tennessee, also in 1909. They were three tremendous musicians who had been working together on and off since the late 1920s. In 1931, they first recorded together as the Four Keys String Band. Howard and Ted also recorded as the Carolina Chocolate Drops. During the 1930s, the three of them moved to Chicago, where they would often play together, and they would do this thing that they called door-pulling where they would take their instruments around to different neighborhoods and open tavern and uh, clubhouse doors and walk in. And depending on the ethnic makeup of the, of the people inside, they would play that music. So if they walked into an Irish bar, they would start playing uh, Mother McCree. If they walked into an Italian bar, they'd start playing uh, Tarantellas and things. And apparently they could play pretty much any ethnic style of music that you could find in Chicago. I know they knew a lot of polkas because Chicago has a big Polish population. Now, I imagine at some point this didn't go so well, but they always spoke of it very fondly. 
Another frequent employer of theirs was Al Capone, whom they also spoke of fondly, saying that he always paid them very well. In 1971, the three of them got together and recorded an album called Barnyard Dance for Rounder Records. Well, after that, they were a huge hit on festival and concert stages right up until Carl's death in uh, 1979. So let's hear the title track from their first Rounder record, Barnyard Dance. Here is Martin Bogan and Armstrong. And by the way, even though they could all play the mandolin, it was Carl Martin, who was also a great guitar player, who played the mandolin in the group. Down at the barnyard dance this morning. 
So that was Martin Bogan and Armstrong, and I'm not sure I was entirely clear on who was doing what. Ted Bogan was the guitarist in the group, Carl Martin played the mandolin, and Howard Armstrong played the fiddle. Now, I talk a lot about how much I loved the Harlem Hamfats, but I loved Martin Bogan and Armstrong too. They were just enormous fun. They played an earlier style than the Harlem Hamfats. They often introduced themselves by saying, were Martin Bogan and Armstrong the last of the old-time string bands? Thank God. And of course, everyone would laugh at that, but, but everybody loved them. Martin Bogan and Armstrong. I'm Bob Frank. This is Blues You Should Know, and we are listening to part two in our short two-part series, Eight String Blues, Blues on the Mandolin. And that takes us to Johnny Young.
Johnny Young was born in 1917 in Vicksburg, Mississippi. His parents were both musicians and helped him get started in music. In 1940, he moved to Chicago and quickly became a regular fixture in the Maxwell Street Market, open-air market music scene. In 1947, he and Johnny Williams recorded the song that we just heard, Money Taken Woman, for the now legendary but short-lived Oranel Records. In the late 60s, Johnny Young was chosen by Sam Charters at Vanguard Record to take part in a series of records called Chicago the Blues Today. These are very well-recorded records and uh, are very highly esteemed today. We're going to hear a song once associated with the Memphis Jug Band. This is called Stealin', and it features Johnny Young on the mandolin. I'm stealing, please don't tell on me, long, 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 still on back to my same old you to be, still on back to my same old you to be. Woman, you better tie her by your side, Lord, Lord. Bring my train on, she'll go let her ride. Bring my train on, she'll go let her
Johnny Young was, in a lot of ways, kind of the embodiment of the Chicago blues sound, the tough, urban, electrified sound mixed with the strong country, rural Delta influences. He was also an excellent guitar player and played on quite a few uh, of Walter Horton's records and Otis Spann's records. He was very much in demand as a rhythm player. His nickname, by the way, was Man, which stood for mandolin. They called him Man Young. We're going to hear one more. Uh, this is called Kid Man Blues, and it features John Lee Granderson. There he is again on guitar, and Big John Wrencher on the harmonica. So here is Johnny Young one more time with Kid Man Blues. As sweet mama, could I, could I be a kid? You may get booger, Johnny, you can't keep it in. Looked at me, she began to smile. Guess I'll let you be my kid man a while. Just don't let my husband catch you here. Just don't let my husband catch you here. When I'm staring to find my trunk, see no whiskey but the blue got me, got me drunk. See no whiskey but that blue don't make me drunk. Everybody, I'm Bob Frank, and this is Blues You Should Know. 
This is part two in our little two-part series that we're calling Eight-String Blues, Blues on the Mandolin, in which we are attempting to prove conclusively once and for all time that the mandolin is a blues instrument. Billy Flynn is a guitar player who's probably, well, we could call him uh, the, the dean of traditional style Chicago blues guitarists. He's played and recorded with just about everybody on the scene in Chicago who plays in the more traditional style. He's originally from Green Bay. He was born in 1956. And in 2005, he released an album called Chicago Blues Mandolin on the Easy Baby label. And let's hear a cut called Mandolin Special.
Well, I'm recording this program in the middle of January of 2023. Just about two weeks ago, we lost a very, very fine musician by the name of Steve James, who passed away from a brain tumor. Steve was born in 1950 in Manhattan, but he moved to Tennessee as a young man where he hung out with people like Free Lewis and Sam McGee. In 1977, he moved to Texas, where he became an active and respected part of the Austin music scene. Steve released a number of books and instructional DVDs and CDs about playing guitar. He was very good at that. He often worked with the singer and instrumentalist Del Rey. We're going to play a track from one of his albums called Saturday Night in Jail. This is a really fun recording. It's a song that he wrote, and it features kind of the cream of the Austin, Texas acoustic music scene. Mark Rubin on bass, Cindy Cashdollar on the dobro, Gary Primich on the harmonica, and Alvin Youngblood Hart on the guitar. So here is the late Steve James with Saturday Night in Jail. The officer tells you, son, you better have it too much fun. You're out just messing around. Tell to give you a ride downtown. They may offer you personal bond.
When I started planning this program on blues mandolin, I knew that it would be very important to include Rich Del Grosso, because Rich Del Grosso, he is the mandolin man. Ask me, how's a big man like you play a little thing like that? 
And I say it's all in my touch Ask my baby about that Cause I'm a mandolin man I'm a blues mandolin man Give me eight strings I'll play the blues like nobody can Just ask them Bob Frank. This is Blues You Should Know. And our program today is part two of Eight String Blues, Blues on the Mandolin. And right now we are going to speak with Rich Del Grosso and find out a little bit more about him and why the mandolin. So Rich Del Grosso is probably the torchbearer these days for the blues mandolin. Rich, why the mandolin? I just fell in love with it long ago when I was uh, a young guy. Uh, I'm Italian, <laughs> you know, and I uh, uh, just loved up. I love playing it. I uh, grew up playing guitar, but on a family trip, I picked up a mandolin in Italy, and uh, I started working on it, playing with it. And I realized that uh, while I was playing, I started learning by playing Celtic music, of all things, which is really cool. You know, fiddle tunes, that kind of stuff. They, they work, it's the mandolin is the sister of the violin. And so I was able to play, and I could play with other people at dances and things. And then I discovered that I played blues on guitar, and I discovered that um, there was a long history of blues being played on the mandolin. And that just woke me up to uh, a whole other thing, you know, another facet of the music that I could do. And then as I got out there performing, I realized I was doing something different <laughs> because I wasn't just playing guitar, you know? Sure. Did you play bluegrass music at any point since it's such a... Nope. No, you <laughs> no. never did, huh? No, I, I actually, I never did. I, uh, I played old-time music, you know, which is sort of like the, the, the forebearer of bluegrass. Uh, Bill Monroe was playing fiddle tunes mixed with with blue notes and came out bluegrass. Sure. I just, uh, I never developed the skills to play bluegrass. It, it requires a, it's had a very fast clip and it requires a special way of performing it. I never, I never had that kind of interest in it, but uh, that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. You know? Did you get a chance to interact with any of the performers that were covering on this program? Yank Rochelle, uh, Carl Martin, Howard Armstrong, Ry Cooter, Johnny Young, any of those people? Well, I, I have to give, I always give credit to Johnny Young. I never got a chance to meet him, and I wish I had, because, but uh, it was his music. When I was playing old-time music on the mandolin, and I, I was playing at a club 
in Ann Arbor, Michigan once, and the guy, the owner said, man, you play blues on guitar and you play mandolin. Have you ever heard of Johnny Young? Because he played blues on the mandolin. And I, I said, no. So I looked him up. And um, sure enough, every every album that I could find had at least two cuts that had him playing mandolin. And a really distinct style that changed my style of playing. Made a real strong, you know, Chicago-style mandolin is what it is. It's a Chicago blues on the mandolin. So that, that really influenced me deep. Um, connecting with Howard Armstrong, um, uh, he lived in Detroit. I lived in Detroit when we finally met up together because he plays mandolin and he's a multi-instrumentalist, but he was playing mandolin. I was playing mandolin. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, for for many years then afterwards he was my mentor he was an amazing musician and and artist and visual artist too which i dabble in visual art um and so he was like my my guru my uh, my mentor we we played a lot together and traveled and stuff let's see who else you mentioned yank rachel uh early on in the 70s or late 70s i think it was I started writing uh, articles about mandolin blues for a magazine that uh, David Grisman had put together called, uh, uh, what was it called? Mandolin. Uh, now I'm blanking. I'm sorry. I should have done my research ahead of time, but um, it wasn't mandolin. Maybe it was mandolin world news. I think it was mandolin world news. And they asked me to do some uh, blues stuff. And and I I had heard about Yank and I found out the Yank was living in Indianapolis, and so they said, why don't you go down and meet him and, and spend time with him? And I did. So I, I went down and I, I met Yank and Yank plays a very unique style of his own, which changed my playing. I mean, I every time I met these guys, I I sort of morphed by into what they were doing, you know. And I explained all of that in my in my book called Mandolin Blues. Now tell us about your book. I, I had proposed to Hal Leonard Publishers uh, of writing a book about blues mandolin, and they liked the idea, and I put it together. And so it's been on the, on the market now for years. Uh, and it's called Mandolin Blues from Memphis to Maxwell Street. So it's called From Memphis to, from Beale Street to Maxwell Street, Mandolin Blues. So I wrote the book, and it, I what I did was I, I just played, I wrote stories about all these people that I, I that have influenced me so, and I included examples of the work so people get a feeling for um, how people play blues on the mandolin, and um, the different techniques that they use, and uh, and it's done well. It's, it's you know still get a little pocket of uh, mailbox money from the royalties, you know. <laughs> Belong to you. 
know you lied to me, baby And I'll find another friend that's true Well, I'm a traveling musician Drifting from town to town Yeah, I'm a traveling musician Drifting from town to town Pictures I've seen of you lately, you're playing, it uh, looks like a resonator mandolin. Is that what you prefer to play these days? Yeah, it, be- it became my mainstay, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I, at the time, and, and still, well, I don't do the workshops that much anymore, but for the longest time, I've been doing these workshops where there are lots of jam sessions that people want me to sit in on. And there I am sitting in a room with about 30 guitar players and my little Gibson mandolin. And it's like, man, I can't even hear myself play. So I decided to try the resonator. And that gives me some balance. I can hear it. 
And then I found myself when I moved to Texas, the only way I could work because people here were totally in tune to the electric band uh, was to to have a bit, it's a new resonator by by uh, national and it has a pickup on it so I could compete with the guitars drums bass piano or organ and so like my latest recordings were all done with the the resonator and it it actually it's a beautiful instrument it's it's I have an old vintage resonator but it doesn't sound as nice because the, the old the old resonators the wood ones didn't hold up the metal ones have more of the of a because they're a mandolin they're already high pitched and they have a kind of a tinny sound to them you'll hear them if you listen to the jug band players jug band mandolin players they've often played the uh, uh, national uh, mandolin steel bodied mandolin you can hear that thing just just ringing out uh, as Howard would say man that thing is playing pitch so high it kills mosquitoes you know well I'd like to thank Rich Del Grosso for speaking with me and for making some great suggestions in the preparation of this program you've been listening to eight string blues on blues you should know I'm Bob Frank and we're going to close by doing something we've never done before. Uh, I'm going to play one of my own recordings. This is a recording that goes back to 2008 and is of a song that I wrote right after the election of Barack Obama as President of the United States. It's a live recording from the Beachland Ballroom and features Pete London on the harmonica, Mike Sands on the piano, Ray DeForest on bass, Scott Flowers on drums, and myself singing the song and playing the electric mandolin. So to take things out, here is a live recording of Barack Obama. Well, he was born in Hawaii in 1961. His daddy left when he was just a little son of a gun. That's Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama is president of the United States. He grew up in a lot of different places. So life can be hard when you're two different races. That's Barack Obama. Barack Obama. That's Barack Obama. Now he's president of the United States. studied real hard, you know he worked like a dog He got into Columbia, then he went to Harvard Law That's Barack Obama Barack Obama Barack Obama, now he's president of the United States Came back to Chicago, kept his feet on the floor And soon became a United States Senator That's Barack Obama That's Barack Obama Well, Barack Obama, president of the United States
last wife just as smart as he Two pretty little girls and they are two You see, that's Michelle Obama Well, the Sasha Obama Where Barack Obama is president of the United States Black and he's half white too. Vice president's a Catholic. The chief of staff's a Jew. That's Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama, he's president of the United States. Now they wrote him real hard. They tried to ruin his name. But he got more votes than old John McCain. That's Barack Obama. Barack Obama. That's Barack Obama, he's president of the United States. United States. Thank you very much.